0: a British drum started a slow march cadence. Others joined in. The thudding spread across a broad front at the southeast end of the Charlestown Peninsula. For a moment, the drum sounded abnormally loud in the hot summer air. There was a temporary lull in the crashing of the cannon from the Cops Hill Battery in Boston across the Charles, and from the ships that had ringed the peninsula in order to rake it from all sides. On Philip Kent's left, A skinny black man with a squirrel gun grinned uneasily. Guess Tommy finished his dinner all right. Guess he did, Philip said. Speaking was difficult. His throat was so parched he could barely whisper. He twisted the ramrod twice more to seat the paper wad on top of the powder and the ball in the muzzle of his precious British issue brown-bess musket. He wished to God he could find a drink of water. His stomach growled actually hurt from lack of food. All the rations he'd packed when they mustered in Cambridge at sunset last night were gone. Besides that, he ached. My God, how he ached. All night long he'd labored with the other colonial soldiers on top of Breed's Hill, digging a redoubt after the officers settled their argument about the exact wording of the orders. Were the men to fortify Breed's Hill or bunkers? which lay northwest toward the isthmus connecting the Charlestown Peninsula with land more easily defensible. Finally, an engineering officer named Gridley settled it. Breeds. Concealed by darkness, the Americans dug their square fortification, almost 140 feet on a side, with an arrow-shaped redan jutting from its south side to overlook the sloping meadow that ran down to the Charles River. The black man next to Philip in the redoubt, had said his name was Salem Prince. Philip had no idea where he'd come from, but then he didn't know a fraction of the several hundred soldiers jammed down inside the dusty pit in the earth, where the temperature this blazing June afternoon had to be well above a hundred. It was doubtful that the black man belonged to the Massachusetts regiments, or the Connecticut forces under the old Indian fighter Putnam, who were digging in behind them on a knoll on Farmer Bunker's property. The black man had simply appeared one moment when Philip was crouched down, head covered as a cannonball screamed over. The ball had blasted a crater into the hillside leading down to the mystic river on the left of the redoubt. When Philip looked up, the black man stood at his left, running his hand up and down the muzzle of his antique squirrel gun and smiling shyly. Though the American army was a ragged one, the black was even more ragged, Probably he was a free man of color who had slipped out to the peninsula on his own accord. The army, such as it was, didn't mind volunteers one bit. Now Philip and Prince exchanged anxious glances. Both heard the drums. Both tried to shrug and grin cynically, as if the sound didn't matter. Both knew otherwise. Philip was nearly as dark as Salem Prince by now. Dirt stained his skin his knee breeches and patched hose, and loose, sweat-sodden shirt. In the confusion of men running in and out of the redoubt, there was no way of telling to which unit a man belonged. Few wore uniforms. But the ebb and flow was constant. New volunteers arrived, other men sneaked away, using the moment when a cannonball exploded and heads were covered to escape the hot, filthy fortification, that somehow reminded Philip of a large, freshly dug grave. The man on Philip's right craned up on tiptoes, peered over the earthwork. Another cannonball struck, and another. Closer, clods of dirt showered down on Philip, who had shut his eyes. But he couldn't shut his ears. He heard the drum cadence growing louder. A terrifying image swam in his thoughts, Bodies lying unidentified in this dirty, foul-odored pit. Christ, what if one of them should be his? Philip Kent, born near the village of Chavagnac, France, 1753, died on a beautiful Saturday, the 17th of June, in the year 1775. And, he thought, anguished, somehow he would come through. The drums thudded, another cannon crash shook the ground, At least they were getting accustomed to the roar of those iron monsters.